Our text this evening will be taken from Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither there was place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. With God's help this evening, I would like to talk a little bit about good and evil. Throughout life, we... We make a lot of choices. Every single day we we get up, we have a choice to make, and that choice can be either we're going to follow Christ or we're not going to follow Christ. The question that we need to ask ourselves daily are the choices that are we making drawing us closer to the Lord or the choices we're making drawing us further away from God. One of the first decisions that every single one of us make in the morning, that is the decision to make our bed. Making your bed is a very simple task. Research even shows by simply by making your bed, you will be more productive throughout the day. It says that this will simply encourage you to take on another task and another task. And it says by the end of the day that you will completed many, many tasks. Just like making your bed could set you up to be successful, I think there is one thing that's even more important every single morning, and that is reading God's word and praying. That will help us to make good choices throughout the day, and that will also help us to face challenges in life. The reality is we will all face, every single day, challenging situations. You know, as I was thinking of choices, I was thinking of the two thieves. They were both on a cross, and they both had the same opportunity, but we see that they both made completely different decisions. In Luke chapter 23, we read that there was one thief on Jesus' right side, and another thief was on his left side. One of the thieves hanging beside Jesus, you could say that he challenged him or he mocked him or he questioned him, but he was said to Christ, if you are the Messiah, prove it by saving yourself and us. I like the second thief. The other thief had a completely 
different attitude. He accepted what he deserved. He believed that he accepted what he deserved, and he knew that he deserved to die because of his crime. But he also realized and recognized that Jesus was innocent and had done nothing wrong. Luke 23, verse 42, it reads, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember when thou comest into the kingdom. One of the thieves here made a choice of true repentance. The other thief took absolutely no responsibility for what he had done. I believe today we, we live in a world that many people don't like to take responsibility for their actions. They have a way to make themselves a victim. They like to self-victimize themselves. They like to blame all their problems on external factors when a lot of times their problems are because of bad decisions that they make. We want to make sure that we take responsibility for what we have control in our lives. Many times America has been called the land of opportunity. On July 2nd, 1776, Congress voted to dissolve the connection between the colonies and Britain. By doing this, they declared to be free and an independent state. It reads in the Declaration of Independence, says that we hold the truth to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endued by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, the American dream was regardless where you were born or what class you were born into, you can attain success. I do believe that the America still today is truly the land of opportunity. There are still many people that come here today with very little and they take advantage of this land and they become very successful. Just because one doesn't see opportunity does not mean that the opportunity doesn't exist. We want to make sure that our spiritual life and our decisions that we don't blame it on bad decisions because we know that things will still happen bad even if we want to make good decisions. But I'm thankful that we can lean upon the Lord and he will help us day by day and to completely take advantage of what the Lord has for us. The background in Revelations chapter 12 here we have a picture of a war in heaven between good and evil. It speaks of Michael and his angels, and they are fighting against the dragon and his angels. This is called the great dragon, the old serpent, is the devil, or Satan, 
These are, of course, the names that describe the evil being. We have an adversary out there. The idea seems to be that there was such a hatred for the Messiah that the dragon pursued him in heaven where he was met by Michael, the archangel, and it says his heavenly legions, where the dragon lost the battle and was forced out of heaven with all his angels. Last sermon I had mentioned that my family, we took a trip at the end of the the summer to London, and then from London we took the train into Paris. And while we were in Paris, we uh, went to the Louvre Museum, and as we were going through the museum, there are many sculptures, many paintings, of course, the most famous painting there is the Mona Lisa. But there are many paintings, like I mentioned, and sculptures, and there's even great rugs that have certain images or things that people have painted upon them. But as I was walking through there, I, I remember I looked over at Diana and I said, there are a lot of paintings here depicting battles between good and evil. Throughout history, Man has struggled with fighting good and evil. When we trust in man, or put our trust in man, there is no hope. But I am thankful that if we put our trust in God, there is hope. The woman here in chapter 12, it says that she was clothed with the sun and the moon beneath her feet. And she had a crown of 12 stars on her head. It mentions that she was pregnant and crying out because of her labor pains in giving birth. Many Bible scholars believe this woman is representing Israel. In the Old Testament, the chosen people are often called the bride of God. We read that in Isaiah 54, 5. For the maker is thine husband. The large red dragon, it said it had seven heads and ten horns. This is believed to signify the mighty power. And its tail swept away one-third of the stars in the sky. This dragon, it, it waited next to the woman as she was about to give birth so it could devour the baby. Of course, the dragon is represent, representing Satan, the adversary. The man-child, I think it's an interesting word, man-child, referring to Jesus, the Messiah. This, is a, this child is to rule all nations with a rod of iron, it says there in chapter 12. This is also a reference found in Psalms 2.9. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Of course, this child was snatched away from the dragon and to be with God and to his throne. But we know that the sin that led Satan to be cast from heaven, was pride. He was no longer willing to serve under God. 
Satan, he used his free will to scheme to try to be greater than God. It even mentions he settled an army of angels to help him carry out this plot. We can read that in Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. For thou said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. I think another good example here of pride is also found in 1 Timothy 3.6. It reads, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. This is, of course, another reference of pride. Paul is warning here, Timothy, that new Christian preachers must be kept away from pride so they don't fall into the condemnation of the devil. We have an adversary that would love that pride would slip into our life. You know, as I was thinking of this word pride and maybe some different examples, I think we all know what the word pride means. But sometimes when you put them into certain examples, it can look a little bit different. Pride at times can make us think that we have no need of God. Many people in the world today feel like they have no need for God. Pride is giving ourselves for credit for something that God has accomplished. We want to make sure that we give God the credit. Some people like to take credit and they say they work really hard for what they have. But we should be thankful that God gives us the strength to work really hard. You know, often people don't, often another form of pride or the lack of pride is we don't walk away from a fight. You know, sometimes, you know, we like to be right and we like to argue to the bitter end. But pride makes us do that. There are times that we need to learn to just walk away. You know, we, we, we often, we, we, we don't get the respect or we don't feel like we get to the, re, the respect of those around us. We start to feel that we deserve respect. You know what? That is a, we want to make sure all that's going to bring is heartache if we're looking around to others for their gratification. We want to make sure that we are in the will of God. And we are where God wants us to be. And if we are where God wants us to be, we will truly be happy. You know, thinking about good and evil, one more last example here is the example right in Genesis itself. Right from the beginning, good and evil was already starting to battle itself. We have the story of Adam and Eve. And we know that they had two sons. The firstborn was Cain, and he was a farmer. And it says that Abel, he was a shepherd. Both brothers made a sacrifice to God. But we know that God favored Abel's sacrifice instead of Cain. It wasn't so much that he favored it. It's just that Cain didn't give his best. 
Cain presented some of the crops to the Lord, but Abel brought his best firstborn lambs with his flock. He always makes the right choice, God, but he gave his best and not his leftovers. And we know that that's why God was disappointed there because he gave his leftovers and not his very best. We want to make sure that we give God our very best and that we don't give God just our leftovers. But this made Cain very angry. The Lord was even, the Lord even asked him, why are you so angry? We read that in Genesis 4, 7. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. We see here in the last part of this verse, sin is at the door and was eager to control us. We must not let sin be the master of us. We must be the master of sin. And of course, that is through the blood of Christ. You know, Cain's anger got so bad that later he asked Abel to go into the field where Cain attacked and killed his brother Abel. Even worse, when where even worse, when God asked him where his brother was at, he 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 responded, "I'm not my brother's guardian." You know, holding on to anger can be a destructive thing. It just won't destroy the relationship with Christ. Anger will destroy everything good around us. You know, in in closing, we have an adversary. We know that this adversary is the devil. It mentions that he is prowling around like a hungry lion. And he is looking to destroy our lives. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's telling me that we may, we must stay alert. That's telling me that we may, we want to make sure we don't let our guard down. It also tells me that we don't want to become relaxed and stop being careful. That tells me that every single day, like I mentioned earlier, the best way to start our day out is by reading God's word and praying and thinking every single day, making decisions that is going to draw us closer to the Lord. And if we make those type of decisions that we want to be close to God and we want to be as close as we can to him, he will help us to walk day by day and to be where the Lord wants us to be. May God bless you. The song is 447.